We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. for this one to line up the audio because there's there's no camera going how come you went babyface for a bit dude so i fucked it up because i was trying you know how like when you get a haircut and you get a fade the buzzer has the little like black piece that goes to it for like oh i want a one on the side or a three on the side i didn't have it because i left my like man grooming kit back at my parents crib so i had the buzzer and i was trying to sit shave here on the sides and i cut like too deep and it was as if i shaved like down here yeah and then it was just full beard the rest of the way and i was like fuck it man i'm already committed so i just like buzzed it i I literally do it like once or twice a year yeah i I can't recall the last time bro and i (laughs) hate it immediately like when i washed my face i was like Fuck, yo. Big baby face. Yeah, baby face look going like I'm fucking 13 again. But (laughs) Alan in the building. There's no cameras, and it's not because of the baby face thing. It's because I have so much I need to edit. It's NBA week. It's NBA week. The Eastern Conference pod with Jarrell Harris from Sports Illustrated and Dylan dropped on Friday. If you haven't checked that out, check that out. Wednesday, the Western Conference pod is dropping with my guy Agent Chris and Dunbar, he's on there. That's already up on Patreon. You guys can hear that episode after you hear this one. It'll be out on Wednesday, but you could get that early if you're a member of the Patreon. And yeah, usually Impy is on the Monday show, but Alan wanted to hop in. We kind of did like a uh, swoop, uh, a swoop hot of, tag. of the two. Yeah, the hot tag, the wrestling hot tag. As he's wearing a Stone Cold. Uh, beater like, yeah or man tank yeah, top. I'm, I'm like super laid back today bro did you enjoy your bye week sunday with no falcons oh uh, yeah i ate like a maniac and left when aaron Rodgers said he owned chicago quite possibly <laughs> the greatest thing that i've seen in a long dude i just i love when players a talk their shit but also do against rivalries mm. and even though chicago yeah they haven't been good it's crazy. They haven't been good yet. They made the playoffs the last two or three years. But we know Green Bay is far superior than Chicago's right, team. Right, right, but right. I still love the old school rivalry. And you could tell Aaron Rodgers still gets fired up for it. And you, 
And you could just tell in that moment, it was a really impressive scramble too. Like he pretty much, I don't know how much ground he covered, but he covered a lot of ground that moment. And just bang. Like to me, that was the highlight of the day because I thought it was a pretty underwhelming 1 p.m. slate. The Chargers, Ravens, very disappointing. Yuck. Points from the Chargers. You know, Slutes the Ravens. I did not think their defense could still play. Like, based on that Monday night game, it seemed like their defense was on the decline. And boy, what a statement they made today. But besides that, fairly disappointing display of football. Not a lot of uh, too intense games. But we did get a lot of storylines out of it. And I think we kind of know where the contenders lie. Yeah, you just rattled off like three different games all uh-huh. all in, in one little promo well, you just cut. Well, you test you how the day was. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, nah, but what is what is like your football Sunday like when the Falcons aren't playing? Because I know you do a lot of coverage for the Falcons and you're tweeting about them yeah. and them not playing this week. I know how much you enjoy your Sundays oh, when that's not the oh, case. Oh, it's the best. I could just go to a bar, drink a Sam Am's Oktoberfest, eat some wings. Like it just, I get to just enjoy the the league as a whole because now what's cool thing about bars even though we're in new york they still show like different games like you only see the new york team play on one or two tvs other than that like you have packers bears here like a lines bangles was right in my face which unfortunately (laughs) that was like the last game i wanted i I saw that and texans colts i'm like this is not exactly what i want give me ravens colts uh ravens charge excuse me but i do love the fact that now i think places just across the country have embraced like okay even though we're from New York, people want to watch different games. We have fans from all sorts of different places. So I think that's just cool. You just get to watch different games at the same time and you get to see people lose their minds. Because I don't know, there are a lot of Green Bay, a lot of Chicago fans. People are going back and forth today. How much of that do you think it has to do with fantasy football and betting? Or do you think people just love the NFL? No, we, we know. Come on, we know the impact between betting and fantasy. Right. Yeah, there's, there's no denying of that. Yeah, because I, I know now, dude, I was talking about this with Impy a couple of uh, Monday episodes ago, how I can't come to your crib if you don't have red zone. Like, I know it's like, Damn, first, that, world, I know it's like first world problems right now. Yeah, I get a it. Big statement. But, dude, I can't go to someone's house and just watch just, and especially for us in New York, right? Uh, oh, like, today, yeah. you were lucky because they were showing the the Chargers Ravens game also like locally uh-huh. right because the Jets played in the early window and the other game had the Rams well Jets aren't by yeah but it was oh yeah that's right I was confusing them with the, London, the last yeah. London game but usually we're we draw the New York games mm-hmm. so it was nice to n- nice that nowadays it's not like that mm-hmm. but let's let's open up with Chargers Ravens because anytime Justin Herbert does well I'm the first one just slamming my boner on the bottom of the table. And today was a nightmare across the board. First of all, finally some fourth down regression. Yeah, it was a a matter of time. Yeah, they were 7 of 8 on fourth downs this year. And they didn't convert, I believe, three times they went for it. And they didn't convert. The biggest concern, Alan, for me as someone who is still... Look, I'm not going to sell my stock on Herbert or the Chargers. There is a lot that I do like. However... Running backs that were starting on your fantasy team in 2016 were running wild today. No man, your boy Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, Murray all got in the end zone, and even Lamar had some flashy runs. They got after him with the pass. They Mm -hmm. sacked him a few times, picked him off twice. He wasn't that stellar through the air. However, 
that dude is just impossible to guard at some point. Because uh, Brandon Staley's defense, I and mean, we saw last year with the Rams, like they don't mind giving up rushing yards, which is fine if, against the opponent. Like if you're if you trust your team to play with the lead and just get the passer, it's like okay, you could neutralize the running game. But when you're facing a team that's a ball control style offense, that pretty much that their structure is all about you know running read option here or you know zone read here and just getting everybody involved. It's like okay. You kind of got to adjust the thing is the Chargers are very lightweight up front. As much as we love Joey Bosa and he's had a monster year, they like Linval Joseph has aged. Uh, Jeremy T- Jeffrey Tillery has just not developed into the difference maker they thought he was going to be. Like they're very light up front. It did not surprise me to see the Ravens run all over him. It just I just thought maybe they would have a better plan for it because if you recall, this was a few years ago, so I don't know how much you've been in back, but they were like the first team the Chargers to really limit Lamar. Remember that playoff game? They they were in dime pretty much the whole game. Yeah. Derwin James was eight, everywhere. Eight DBs they yeah. played. So I thought maybe they could maybe that could have impact on game, but it's just they're so light up front, and I think that's something that's gonna be a problem for the Chargers, especially you know given the matchup of plus because it could have it could have hurt them last week. Look, the Browns ran all over them last week, but you know they put forty nine points. You know, but you can't bank on Mike Williams going crazy every week. So yeah, I think it, I think it just came back to haunt them. But look, we know Baltimore is an intimidating place to play, and you know, look, teams are allowed to have bad weeks. Like I wouldn't overreact over this. It's just it's just disappointing given all the momentum the Chargers have built up. Yeah. Look, you punt, touchdown Ravens, punt, touchdown Ravens. Mm-hmm. They also couldn't cover Mark Andrews, who man, you want to talk about past two weeks, Mark Andrews. Oh yeah, he's been balling. Five for sixty eight and a touchdown. Marquise Brown had a couple of drops. But then again, they go for it on fourth down. And and there was one time they went for it on like their nineteen year old. This living that life. I get it that they were down by a lot, but th- this was just a game that was just wacky. Look, if you look at some of the top teams in the league, Buffalo has had an ugly loss. They've been on a streak. The Packers had an ugly loss. Both Buffalo and Green Bay week one. Since then, yeah, smooth sailing. Been on fire, right? Yeah. Even even like the Ravens week one, right? The Ravens lost week one to the Raiders, right? And. They've been running shit since. They're on a winning streak as well. So the Ravens, I'm curious to see what happens with Bateman coming into the fold. It's another weapon for Lamar. The way he's playing, just giving him more people to throw to. They didn't have Sammy Watkins either. Rashad Bateman, first game, four catches, 29 yards. All went for first downs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think Lamar is really starting to hit his stride as as a uh not as a runner obviously but like a, a pure pocket passer mm-hmm. and i think a lot of it is mark andrews taking that leap that we thought he was going to take last year mm-hmm. remember he was the big trendy tight end pick that could take the leap into the kelsey kittle range right he just drops 20 passes that's the problem but yeah. he's so good after a catch he's a good route runner it's just he just needs to be able to make those tight catches and look at the last two weeks. It just him and Lamar have great chemistry. That's one thing you notice. Like whether it's running quick play action, like you just he's confident in him. Like and you know Baltimore doesn't have the greatest supporting cast in the world, but Andrews is one person like Lamar mm-hmm. is fully comfortable throwing to, which is big. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the Chiefs bouncing back? Oh, comfortable man. Win? Well, by the way, you 
winner for worst tweet a week. Shame on Spot Rack. Did you see this? Yeah, I saw you retweet that. I was like, come on, let's not get crazy. <laughs> Dude, their tree was like Kirk. He was talking about how much left, how much is left on the contract, Dude, right? Like, can we just can't players have a few bag? Like, I know we want players to play at a high level all the time, but like players are gonna have slumps. They're gonna struggle. They're gonna turn the ball over. They're gonna get a bit careless. Like, it happens. Like, just let it be. Like, the Kansas City's turnover luck has been absurd this year. Like, it's it's hard to explain how crazy it's been. But, look, they still have the most firepower in the league. And I think the offensive line starting to gel as well. They're fine. I think it's just a matter of their defense has to just – players got to step up. That's pretty much what it comes down to. I think the offense will be fine. just a matter of you – know, maybe all right, Mahomes, can he tone it down a bit? Fine. But, like, other than that, like, the guy's still as productive as it is. Like – Going to this week, I think he was, I think he was second in the league in touchdowns. But like, it was only because Brady had played one more game. Mm. But besides that, like Mahomes is still playing on monster numbers. It's just the turnovers are up, and that's always going to be a problem. When you know, look, Kansas City's had a pretty tough slate of games when you think about it. Obviously, not today, but like going to season, you look at that schedule. They're playing the who's who. Yeah, yeah, and you know. Their defense is still bad. I mean, Ricky Seals-Jones got open by like 30 yards. And it was just, this dude was just, we have the uh, Patriots-Cowboys game in the studio Greg in the background. The, Greg the leg. Greg the leg. But Yo, what about uh, Triziano? What's oh, it? yeah. And the char- Char- Chargers. Yo, he missed five extra points. Chargers and Vikings. We got to figure out some of these kickers. Yeah, I don't know. Who can we bring out of retirement? But it's just, it's just unacceptable. But look, Kansas City defensively, I finally benched Daniel Sorensen. That's like the first step to, in the right direction. But who knows? This like it's it's just I don't know what reinforcements they get. They just need players to play better. Like Frank Clark, they've been hoping for two years would step up. I don't know when it'll happen, but you know, with Chris Jones getting healthy, maybe they got blitz a little more. Because at this point, I just don't think they could cover many people. So if you can't cover, it's not a dollar blitzes. And I don't know if Spags wants to do that. So it's just. At this point, Kansas City is going to have to score 35 points a game against the upper-tier competition. They could get away with what they did today, but if they're going to play against the likes of Buffalo and the Chargers and the Ravens, they're going to have to score 35 points minimum to win those games. That's just how they're set up right now. Kelsey got hurt. Grabbed his hand. Is it severe? Like, I mean, well, we'll find out more. Okay. It didn't seem like it, okay. but... That would be huge. Uh, Tyreek Hill, 9 for 76 and a touchdown. 12 targets for Hill. 11 targets for yeah. Kelsey. So, you, you know what's hurting for them? Like, long term, it's going to be something we look back on. And, look, you, I've been on the podcast. I do like me some Edwards Hilaire. But you look at that draft class. Cam Makers, J.K. Dobbins, more importantly now, Jonathan Taylor. Like, man, they drafted Edwards Hilaire over all those guys. And I think that's going to sting long term. Because you just look at it. It's like... He just doesn't have that special trait that those other three running backs have. In particular, Taylor. My God. I was probably the only person watching Colt Saxon there. But Jonathan Taylor. Oh, he what a, he just rumbles through defenders. He wants to talk a guy who runs through contact. Jonathan Taylor, unbelievable. Yeah, he's a beast, man. They, they took care of business today. Yeah. And that's what you should do, right? Like, I took the Colts in my Survivor contest. 
31 to 3. A little shaky in that first quarter. It was too close for my liking. Yeah, yeah. But after that, the way they were utilizing T.Y. Hilton back in a typical T.Y. Hilton fashion, just yeah, wrecking just, the Texans. Just kill the Texans, bro. <laughs> it's going to be 2035. And T.Y. Hilton is just going to be running downfield 45. Yo, seriously, man. Seriously. It's like, what are the Gibbons? But, the yo, they're 2 and 4. And oh, that Monday night game, though. Ooh. Yeah, that, that might be one that they look back and say, that's going to be the deciding factor to us maybe making the playoffs. Because they're only going to win the division. They're not going to get a Lockhart slot. What? Oh, my God. Trevion digs again. Oh, my wow. Lord. Pick six. Oh, dude. Let's go. <laughs> Yo, I was talking about him last week after the game. We had the two picks against the Giants. Yeah. He was not the favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. That was absurd. You know what's weird about him? You know he has like the I think I've cornered it's like the fourth most yards allowed, and I think he's the most penalized corner. Like he's like the new Marcus Peters. Like he just gets interceptions, he'll allow a ton of yards, he'll get reckless, but dude, he might break the touch interception record at this rate. Like yeah. it's only October, and he's got seven. Like jeez. <laughs> Mac Jones, rookie QBs, huh? Yeah, yeah, he's been playing it safe all game. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much his motto. Mac Jones, like he, he. Now, Grant, they don't have the personnel to push it downfield, but I, he is so risk averse. Mm-hmm. But uh, the but, Colts, right? Yeah. So I wanna, I wanna read off your schedule. They're two and four. And let's let's not forget they had a really tough start this season. They did, yeah, yeah. NFC yeah. West opponents. Yeah. Okay. So now they got at San Francisco. That's the Sunday night game next week. What is mm-hmm. happening? This is not, home Tennessee, not home Jets, home Jacksonville at Buffalo. Uh, you got some wins there, but you got some. So you're two losses. and four. Let's say we flip a coin for the Niners game, but let's give them a loss because they're at San Fran, right? So you're two and five. Then you got home Tennessee, home Jets, home Jaguars. Oof, I think that Tennessee game is probably must win in a way. Potentially five and five. Yeah. Then you got at Bills, home Bucks, at Texans, bye week, week 14. Yikes. Carson Wentz make it till then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, they took care of business. I was encouraged just because I think they're finally starting to realize, like, look, Jonathan Taylor has to be the centerpiece of this offense. That's Mm -hmm. it. Like, like Wentz has shown improvement, but there's no way you can rely on Wentz anymore to throw the ball 40, 45 times. If Wentz is throwing more than 40 times a game, you're going to lose. It's pretty much that simple. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. So... We talked about the Packers. I'm very impressed by the Packers. That was the next game that I had yeah. here on the on the menu. Well, actually, the next game was Rams Giants, but I <laughs> I I'd rather not just talk about that. I'll I'll just say Sean McVay. He was just dialing up play after play. Just the way they get Cooper Cup in space so easily. Like like you look at those first two touchdowns today. There wasn't a Giants defender in sight. Dude, you know that it was the celebration of the 10-year anniversary team? I know. They they chanted, now, come, now with Peter Schrager tweets, he goes, now coming to the field, Mario Manningham. <laughs> the Grant just scored a... Like, my, dad, my dad and, well, my parents went to the game, and my dad left at halftime. And uh, after the ceremony, he's like, what am I going to stick around for, sit in traffic? He's like, let me just get out of here. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Like, oh like, man, five and I one think, though I for think the Rams. The, I think the uh, yeah, like the Rams did. They, they're just loaded. Yeah, that offense is just they got too much. Yeah, and, and yo, and it seems like they found the guy in Henderson that they trust. 
They yeah. even threw a deep pass to him on a touchdown too. Oh, that would not be it. And they're and they're or feeding double. him. Yeah, they're feeding him. And and Michelle's doing state too. I just think it's a matter of because I thought Stafford the past two weeks has looked a bit shaky. He was, I think he played a big part in them getting blown out by Arizona, and then that first half against Seattle he was rough. But today it looks like he was hanging stride. I think he was dealing with a hand issue, but as long as Stafford's playing well and the defense is allowing big plays, they they're in good shape because they just have so many playmakers. Mm-hmm. So many. Okay, Packers. That moment, man. Check this <laughs> oh, out. speaking of moment. What is, that, is this? Is that Bourne? Kendrick Bourne. I don't know. Someone just botched a tackle, but Mac Jones just threw like a 70-yard touchdown. Wow. Oh, man. I had a feeling this game was going to be funky. Oh, the Diggs botches. See, this is why Trayvon Diggs. He's a modern-day Marcus Peters. Yo, hell of a Big take, play. bro. Some, somebody said D'Angelo Hall. Look, D'Angelo Hall was never on that level, and I'm the biggest D'Angelo Hall fan. Uh, to me, it's Marcus. Remember, early days, Marcus Peters? Yeah, he had like t- dude. Eight, nine oh, we caught him with a double. Oh, oh that safety sold, though. Yo, listen, man. Kadarius Tony was getting him. He got him on a couple routes. Oh, that was a nice route. That was a nice route. There's yeah. Coney, the, the greatest change of direction ability in the NFL history. <laughs> it seemed like it, right? <laughs> Yo, check this shit out. You want to talk about the comment that Aaron Rodgers made, I own you. Yeah. 19 of the last 22 games, they've won versus Chicago. Uh, He's you, lost three times to yeah, Chicago. I don't know if you remember this. This was, uh, I want to say 2013 maybe. There was a week 17 game. It was Green Bay, Chicago. Winner takes the division. And I remember it was like four, fourth and eight to Randall and, Cobb. Yeah. And they, and like for whatever reason, they, they blitzed Chicago. And he and rolled out he did to like his left. Classic spin move, like yep. Tony Romo-esque, and just flung in there in Soldier Field. No one said a word. Yep. Like, it's just one of those moments. Quiet time. Yeah. And even when, like, Chicago, like, I think it was opening night 2018, that's when Cleo Mack had his first game there, and he had, like, two sacks, forced fumble, and Rodgers still came back. And I was like, yeah. So, no, he really does own Chicago. He pretty much owns the NFC North, like, if we blown. Maybe not Minnesota, because Minnesota did injure him. Anthony Barr, the most hated man in Green Bay. Yeah, but, that's uh, right. But, yeah, just that moment, because it was a really impressive touchdown. For Aaron Rodgers, 36-year-old, to still be able to maneuver like that. And just and I think it was a big win for him. Like, look, we've been very critical of Chicago for obvious reasons. But, look, it's a division game on the road. Yo, it was for first place also. And Chicago, their defense has been a lot better this yep. year. Uh, with Fields, at least they have a threat now. So their offense isn't hopeless. Like the offense obviously isn't firing all cylinders, but you know they could spark up big plays now with Fields. So this was a tough game, and I think this was a huge, just huge moment for Green Bay because you know things obviously haven't been spooked. The Cincinnati game, one of the most preposterous things we'll ever see in our lifetime. Mm. So I, I was really impressed. I just how they controlled, it, and I like the fact that they really got Aaron Jones involved because to me, Aaron Jones has the ability. It's just week in week out. You love Aaron Jones, bro. But who doesn't love Aaron Jones? Nah, I know. But when he when he got paid, it was as if like it would, your, I, I want great running backs get paid. paid. I love running backs getting paid. <laughs> if if your running back is special, I want to see him at least earn. Like like look at Dalvin Cook. Today. Everyone's saying, oh. Dalvin Cook, what a waste of money. Yeah. Um, I was on that. I was on that. Well, look, at least for this week, eat your words because Dalvin yeah. Cook was a huge part. Because I just think some running backs are so special. Yo, and think about this Carolina. Oh, oh man. 3 now without McCaffrey. Well, you know the big stat that McCaffrey, since signing that contract, he's played, what, six out of 21 games. Yeah. So I saw that graphic that's pop up too. But I, I just, going back to Green Bay, I just like how they manage the game. And I think the defense, after a rough start, they're starting to hit their stride. You know, Kenny Clark's. Starting to play better, Preston Smith. So, uh, I'm Green Bay. To me, I, 
think it's pretty clear it's pretty much five teams in NFC and the rest are just the pack. You know, I, Cardinals, yeah. Rams, Packers, Bucks, Dallas. Yes. Okay. And I and we we kind of knew the top 3 going into the season, but now Arizona and Dallas are right there. I think it's just those five teams and whoever comes out of it, whether it's Russ that gets healthy, Shannon comes up with something or the Vikings could find a field goal kicker. That would be helpful. Hey, I want to jump around a little bit because I wanted to kind of go in order, like in, uh-huh. in the time played. But, dude, that Arizona win, very impressive, man. I thought they were going to lose this game, and they just dominated from start to finish. It was hailing before. I mean, I was, and just given the whole situation with Cliff, getting COVID. Yeah, you know not having co- your coach You know, but the coaching staff, Rodney Hudson was out, so the line was banged up. But... And they didn't have and no Chandler Jones, Jones either. Yeah. Yeah, JJ Wild. And look, they I love seeing JJ Wild out there. Well, JJ Wild yeah. really balled out, man. He stepped up, and so did Isaiah Simmons. Uh-huh. You've been singing the praises of Murphy, the yes. corner. He's been playing really, yeah. really well. Yeah, Buda and Baker's still there. Buda Baker, yeah, still a baller. And the Browns were without both of their tackles, mm-hmm. and they won their matchups, and they just completely dominated, man. Christian Kirk scored a touchdown again. Kyler Murray doing his usual stuff. D Hop was running wild, scored two touchdowns. They're, they're still firing all cylinders. And, yo, what do you think of them getting Zach Ertz? I think it's a big deal just because they need someone down the seam. Someone that could just be a field stretcher. Because you know Zach Ertz isn't going to block anyone. He's never right, going to block right, right. But he's just another threat. And I think he gives Kyle, Blank, Kyle Murray some of a security blanket. Obviously, Nuke is kind of a security blanket because that dude just catches everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But someone over the middle of the yeah, field. Yeah, because Max Williams was quietly having a very good year. And it was a pretty devastating injury. He when he, I think he had a knee injury, uh, but Gang Ertz, like he's just someone that's reliable. You know, he he doesn't drop too many passes, and at this point, why not add another threat? And go go all in. Yeah, and what about one of my favorite things in sports is when you buy low on a guy who's been in a sh- shitty situation. Right. I don't think Zach Ertz is washed. He's not the Zach Ertz he once was. Obviously, still be an asset. But yeah. on a team like this, where you're you're asking him to be the what fourth fifth option think about this they could go they go five receiver set hopkins aj green outside more kirk and Ertz. <sighs> and then you got people getting about open murray. you got to worry about murray running too yeah. Oh, yeah yeah like i love the move just get more playmakers in there and just go all in at this point you're you're ready to compete like arizona every test has come to and think about this they beat the rams and bronze on the road convincingly like, yep. this team's ready to compete <clears throat> the time is now so just push for it so I'm all for it, and you know I watched a lot of the Arizona San Fran game last week, and I thought Murray came out of it. I thought he was injured, and that's why I was yeah, kinda, me too. I was kind of concerned going to this game because we know the Browns' mm-hmm. pass rush is lethal. But credit to Murphy, uh, Murphy, credit to Kyler Murray. He, he, like we know he can make those out of structure plays, but like man, the way he's connecting now with Hopkins because like early in the season we're just like wow, they're gonna have to get going at some point, and now it's like all right, past two weeks it's clicking. Yo, I like that. They they have some impressive wins this year, man. Right. They dominated the Titans. And look, I know this isn't exactly a dominant Titans team. But, but doing this on the road. Doing and, this on the road. And they're winning by double digits. And everyone was healthy for Tennessee. Yeah. Right? And you beat them by 25, mm-hmm. right? Then you beat the Rams by 17. But it was really you beat them by like 24 because Robert Wood scored that touchdown with like a minute 30 left and they were and this was the hottest rams team right just beat tampa and then you go into cleveland and you beat them so it was something that still evolving as a football fan and as a 
you know, analyst, whatever, mm-hmm. just watching it from a standpoint of not just as a fan and being able to critique. I've learned now that, and Will Blackman put me onto this because we had went at it with the Bills and Chiefs game. Right. I was like, dude, the Bills haven't played any good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They haven't played any good teams. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, that's a fair assessment. However, they're dominant. They're blowing you teams out. You got to look at the quality. Dude. Yeah, agree. If, if you're struggling to beat the Giants by a field goal and uh-huh. you're Buffalo, yeah. then yeah, you could be critical. But right. when you beat them 35 nothing, uh-huh. you beat them by 20 at Washington. I'm talking about Buffalo now. Right. 40 nothing of a Houston team. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, that's what you have to be doing. So and with I even, Arizona, they're yeah. actually just beating and, people up. And like I watched a lot of that San Fran game. Even though the offense struggled, I was still impressed with just how they were getting out of it because San Fran has bring a lot of pressure. And you know those division games, Shanahan has owned the Cardinals in the past. So even getting out of that was good. And it just and I just the fact that their defense is they're playing like a top ten unit. Because I was wondering about this going to say like who has the best defense right now? It's you can't really pinpoint. Like could you say maybe Buffalo? Could be, but like, there's no conclusive number one defense. So now I just think it's a bunch of teams that are up there. And you look at Arizona, it's like, how can you not put them up there? Especially against these potent offenses. Like, both the Rams and Browns were coming off unbelievable offensive performances the previous week they played. And then look what happens. They play Arizona. And I think Arizona, we even mentioned another guy, uh, Marcus Golden. Two second. Yeah. So he's another one you had to former giant great. Yeah, they just they just got (laughs) players on players on all three levels. So blown away by Arizona. And I think everyone's kinda out of eat their words because they were pretty much they're pretty much identified as okay, they're gonna come in fourth in this division. And now uh, I don't know if they're gonna come in first, but they're absolutely a playoff team. It's become a two team race in the West. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um You know what win I really liked a lot? Maybe it's because I have a sort of a hard-on for the Bengals, but I like what they did in Detroit. A lot yeah. of professional betters were taking the lines here, and that just goes to show you oh. that a lot of people make mistakes, man. A lot of people make mistakes. I don't know what they were thinking. So, I think it was good to see Joe Mixon healthy and running hard. Joe Mixon yeah. healthy, running hard, played really, really well. Uh, Evans, the backup, scored a touchdown also. Joe Burrow, just cool, calm, collected, 19-29, mm-hmm. three touchdowns, 271 yards. Man, Jamar Chase. I mean, bro, what? Every week, it's always something every week. This time he did a blocking. That's how impressive it is. Yeah, this the year block he on the, made this on the year Mixon play. this week because every week he makes one jaw drop play. This week he did on a block. That's how good he is. Yo, so is it fair to say you got to stop looking at him as a rookie at this point? Well. Where you where are you trying to go with this? No, I'm yeah. just I'm just saying. I like, just feel like a rookie's a rookie. Yeah, yeah. I get that, but I I feel like he's just been so good and it's so consistent. Like he's constantly putting up big games. Mm-hmm. Where so, I think he's a he's a top wide receiver in the league. Yeah, I think my will actually might I saw somebody might have been Will Blackman. Don't quote me on this, but I said somebody tweeted out and I, I was thinking about this. Uh, someone's gonna replace uh, Deion uh, Devontae Adams as a receiver one in the league. They said Chase will be the guy. I'm just like, mm, that's a bold take. But you know what? Every week he's doing this. Yeah. Because you look at like the young receivers. I'm looking at Justin Jefferson. I'm looking at DK Metcalf. But damn, maybe we're kind of overlooking Jamar Chase just because he plays for the Bengals. And we still aren't quite sure with the Bengals. But look, the Bengals are going to compete. That's one thing for sure. Yeah. And, and, I, and I do think their defense, even though there are holes, I they're, they're competing out there. 
you know, their front four gets after. I think Troy Hendricks' signing has been a boom. DJ Reader getting him healthy was big. He was their big sign from Houston two years ago, come off a torn ACL, but he's been a splash. So, and uh, Awuzie, who was a complete bust in Dallas, yeah, he's been playing well too. So they got they made some slick moves here and there. And we know, and everyone knows the Bengals is a team that hates spending money. They don't do anything free agency, but slowly they're they're starting to grow and. Um, even though they lost to Green Bay, we saw enough progress from them last week. Like, all right, this team, they're going to be they're going to be competing for a playoff spot in January. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but uh, the there's plenty of reasons to be optimistic about this team for sure. Yo, they can't um, – you don't think they could win the division? I just – Baltimore is too much for them? Yeah, I just – I. I don't trust that old line. The defense still has too many holes. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I want to – I want to – I want to ask you, I'm going to pull up their schedule, but I want to ask you, right before we started recording, we were watching Red Zone out in the living room, and they showed Dan Campbell call out Jared Goff, Mm -hmm. and you were like, this is the second season in a row Mm -hmm. that a coach just, no shame, calls out Jared Goff. Yeah. Although, you know, it was interesting, so when McVay did last year after the Rams game, you remember the Rams, Goff had like four turnovers? Yeah. So McVay literally said... The quarterback has to stop turning the ball over. He didn't say golf by name. He just said the quarterback. <laughs> so, Yo, I didn't even know this. Whatever. Bengals Ravens next week. Oh, that's a hell of a game. All right. Wow. So five and one versus four and two. Right. They're at the Ravens. Right, right, right. Then they got at the Jets. Home to the Browns. Who? Kareem Hunt got hurt. Chubbs Baker's banged, hurt. Odell, Odell's, Odell's hurt. Odell might be broken. Oh, Yo, Odell man. might be done. Can't catch passes in key up to key situations. Man, oh man. But well, we got a game right here. Uh, Greg the leg. Greg the leg. Let's watch this Can't. live. And it is good. Wow. Good. Wow, Greg. That's my guy. With the real third leg. That's my kicker. That's your kicker. Is that your fantasy kicker? That's my fantasy kicker. Let's go. How are you doing in fantasy? <laughs> it's been tough. It's been uh, tough. Dra- drafting Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, it's, it's not a recipe yeah, for success. Yuck. You drafted <laughs> both of them? Yes. Ay-yay-yay, Alan. What is happening? <laughs> um, yo, this Bengals team, man, they're, they're kind of... They're they're gonna be in games. I think their offense is gonna keep them in games. If the defense could be stepping up, I really, I just, I thought it was like, I don't want to say a statement win because the Lions are zero yeah. six. However, this was it was impressive. I just want to see them in big games. Like, I think Green Bay they competed, but they're clearly they were clearly outmatched. Beat. Yeah, they're outmatched. Yeah, and Burrow yeah, Burrow fair. had two very ugly interceptions. Burrow's got to play a little cleaner in this big game. So I'm just curious to see against opponents that are more talented than them, how they fare because. I think this team's clearly good enough to win seven, eight games. Now, it's a fa- if they're going to win double-digit games, they got to beat at least once. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cleveland or Baltimore. Hmm. The next game I want to highlight is... No love for the London game? We <laughs> No comment. Uh, I mean... Uh, does anyone have stock on Tua? Bro, that one interception he threw. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I'm a Dolphin fan, I just I don't know how I could watch the Chargers for the next 10 years. Like, uh, it's going to be very hard to watch the Chargers. You just watch Herbert play, and you're like, oh, man. Dude, it's just, it's so bad. I mean, what's it to say? Congrats, and, Jaguars, your first win, Trevor Lawrence. And by the way, man, NFL. man, you want to watch coaches' stock? Oh, I just feel like Flores every week's making questionable moves. Well, here's the thing, right? They're one in five now. They're on a five-game losing streak. Only game they won is because Damian Harris fumbled in the red zone. Right. And, the, and they got to play the Red Hot Falcons next week. Yo, last year, <laughs> last year they benefited a lot from a lot of special team scores. Xavier Howard going crazy. Turnovers, yeah. defensive touchdowns, and, you know, the Fitzmagic mm-hmm. coming in and just doing his usual shit. Mm-hmm. And now this year, they come into the season with a lot more expectations. And the Tua thing has just been a... Disaster. O line's a mess too. O line is a mess, and it's hard. Yo, it's hard. That's why defensive units like the Legion of Boom, Mm -hmm. like those Bucks teams in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Denver's defense up there. Denver's defense. That stint with Peyton Manning. It's held to high standards because it's hard for you to be successful on defense consistently, bro. James Bradbury is a nightmare now at corner. Last year, around this time, I was like, hey, man, he might be a defensive player of the year candidate. No one's going to show him love. He was playing really well. But he's just been a nightmare. Yeah, Lamb got bad last week. But just in general, it's it's something in defense that's, like, really hard. Last year, everyone's like, yo, Leonard Williams. Mm -hmm. And then this year, it's been a nightmare. I know he got two sacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw one nice sack. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because Aaron Donald was on the other (laughs) side, and he asked for Aaron Donald money. Yeah. I know, I, damn, I was gonna say no. We talked about before, like you look at the defenses recent years between the Jaguars and, and Jaguars uh, is another se- one. Jaguars in seventeen, the Niners, Bears in eighteen, Niners in nineteen. All were number one defenses. You look at the following year, whether it's injuries, offenses just being borderline, not borderline. They were just downright terrible. You look at those Jaguars and Bears offenses. Like it's just hard to sustain. And we talked also like some of these players leave for free agency. They want to get paid, understandably so. So yeah, it's it's very to have a sustainable elite defense is very difficult. That's why I give a lot of praise to like the Steelers for what they've built over the past few years. Yeah, they've been good for yeah. about five six years now defensively. Ravens as well. Like there's certain defenses. Like okay, they're not going to be number one because it's just impossibly number one year in year out. But you know they're going to be top ten. They're going to give. They're going to make teams compete. You're going to really have to earn it. Like it's not going to just be splash plays. It's not like you're going to be playing against Washington where it's just like all right, there's going to be forty yard plays at least three times a game. Mm. What do you think is a bigger disappointment, Washington or Miami? Wow, that's a really good one. That's a really good you one. You were look, I was high on Washington, but I felt you were very high on Washington. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even get into halftime of the first game. They lost their quarterback, Fitzpatrick. I know it's hurt, but like I'm talking about like defensively, man. It's, oh, it, defensively? It's, it's been shambolic. Like I, I would say I'm more disappointed in Washington. Mm-hmm. But hindsight is twenty twenty, it's easier to say now. Yeah. 
we got to be looking at the quarterbacks that they played last year. It's like Andy Dalton twice. Mm. They played uh, another backup. Yeah. And it's like the quality of opponents it, were not that good. Yeah. But, but it's... Dude, Chase Young has been kind of quiet this year. The only issue is I always when he's rushing, I always see him going off the edge and he just continues going up the field. He never could bend. Like I never see him like he just consistently going past the quarterback and QB step on the pocket yeah. and just fling it. And they're secondary. Like, man, William whenever, Jackson has been a nightmare. He's been a nightmare. Sign. And like every time I see a big play, I just see Landon Collins putting his hands in the air. Like, all right, well, oh, can we organize Josh, it? Josh. Was I was talking with Josh today because we have football and he's yeah. a big Washington fan, and he said, "Yo, now I know why you were not upset that Landon Collins left in free agency." Yeah. He was saying how he was reading a beat writer that he likes that covers Washington, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of talks of a lot of players being angry at Landon Collins. He just seems like he's just pointing fingers and like not even doesn't because like, to me he's getting paid to be a leader and yeah. it's just every week like that hail mary against New Orleans good lord like I never like I know Cleveland had a hail mary today but but like that hail mary was like not even contested so yeah. uh, I think defense, who would you say I, I'm gonna go with Washington I, I was high on Miami so I'm gonna go Miami but I think defense but as an overall if I'm gonna pick a specific unit absolutely Washington's defense so I thought Washington defense would be like a top five unit. But I'm going to go Miami as a team just because I thought they were really building towards something. And every like I thought they had – because you saw, man, they, they were competing for Flores last year. They were high intensity. Um, even without the pass rush, they were still blitzing. They were creating turnovers. And they were just gang by offensively. But as long as the defense held teams within 17 points, they had a chance to win this year. It's just – there's, like, no identity. Everything yeah. just seems forced. And it's just I'm, – I'm huge disappointed by them. And – I think you look at them and Washington to me could easily be winless. Because you look at Miami, the, we talked about the Damian Harris fumble in the red zone. You look at Washington, Giants game Thursday night, the Atlanta game. They, to me, they got outplayed in both those games. Darius Slane catches that pass. Falcons know how to run down the clock. Not run that clock, but at least get one first down. They win that game. Like It's just, to me, those two teams, they were being targeted as playoff teams. And to me, they've been arguably two of the worst teams in the league outside of, say... Houston, the Jets, and uh, the Lions. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that, man. They've been uh, just been bad defensively. We haven't talked about the cra- the only crazy. Well, there's a current crazy game going on, but there was another crazy game at one o'clock. What the Vikings Panthers? Yeah. A lot of you know, I was kind of poking fun at Sam Darnold because he just he was like five of seventeen in the first half. However. His receivers did not help him out at all. I don't know what has happened to Robbie Anderson. Oh, man. They've oh. only really connected on that one pass yeah. week one. It was against like a 55, 56-yard pass against the Jets. Yeah. I, ever since then, it's been all DJ Moore. Clearly the better receiver. I'm not going to mm, dispute yeah. that. However, you know, the built-in chemistry. I think they miss McCaffrey a lot with the checkdowns. I know a lot of people in fantasy were concerned about, oh, no, Sam Darnold. Is McCaffrey going to catch all the passes that he did? And he was on his usual right. flow with targets and receptions. Yeah. O-line's a big problem. O-line is a big problem for both of them. 12, 12 sacks in the last three games. like, But it's just Darnold has like three or four times a game. He just he makes these brain-dead plays. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem like he he's processing what's going on the field. And you just look at his decision-making. It's like, why is he still doing this? And, and like people could say it's only three or four plays. Like, it's still a huge difference maker. Like I was listening to Ron Rivera this week talk about the defense. He's like I don't think our defense is doing too bad. It's just four or five plays that 
differentiate. All right, we're talking four or five plays, though. Like th- These are huge moments that could determine a game. So I hate that example. It's like, okay, we're not playing bad. It's just a matter of plays. But these plays still matter. So for me, if it, it's, I think Carolina, Carolina's got to feel really deflated right now. They had huge momentum early in, in the season. And now it's just their offense can't get going. Secondary is starting to get picked apart. I, we all know, is Gilmore... Like yeah, when is he coming? Yeah, that's that's a huge. How much longer do we gotta wait? Because at this point, they're kind of in free fall right now. Like like to me, Minnesota soundly outplay them. It's just Minnesota being Minnesota. <laughs> game went to overtime. Yeah, how many overtime games are they gonna play, bro? Bengals, Cardinals. Shit is you know they had, gotta... the, they had the they had the last second win against the Lions. Like to me, the Vikings are like this year's Seahawks. There's no normal game with them. Every game's gonna be a crazy well, ride. The Vikings have a bye. They need it. Oof. And then, listen to this. Out the bye. Home Dallas, at Baltimore, at Chargers, home Packers, at Niners. Oof. Mike Zimmer's going to punch someone in the face. <laughs> well, you better rest up and fix whatever issues you have. And this is this Get is Dalvin nice. Cook healthy. Make sure he can this run is, the ball 25 nice times. Because he had a nice workload today. Yeah. And he comes out that game unscathed. And now you have a bye week. You can rest them up a little bit more. But now this is where shit's going to get really tough. It's just going to get really hard for you. I want to give flowers to the Raiders. With all the stuff that happened with John Gruden, they bounced back. And they rallied behind Derek Carr. They rallied behind that coaching staff. And all the players rallied together. Carl Nassib took personal days. And all the teammates were like, yo, take your time, bro. Mm -hmm. We have no idea what you're going through with all All those comments coming out. And they start to finish dominated. It was my favorite underdog pick. I gave it out on Patreon. Gave it out on upsets and underdogs. Yeah. It was they were they built a really nice culture there with the Raiders, where they've taken everybody in, and everything has the the reports coming out. I've talked to my guy Kenny and Cody who cover the Raiders for Blue Wire, and all the buzz with the locker room. Like, it's a very tight-knit group. The offense chills with the defense. Defense chills with the offense. And for them to just go in there and... Look, now the Broncos are 0-5 in their last five games against the AFC West. Oof. You can't do that in this division. And you stop. You you know, you're yeah. you're back in the... Not the driver's seat, but you're you're tied for first right. in the division right now. Yeah. Again. And I feel like... Say what I want about Derek Carr, but Derek Carr is a very good teammate. He knows how to bring players together. So that didn't surprise me. It was good to see Kenyon Drake making plays. Yeah. And I, and I think two two of their younger, I don't know if you want to call them stars, but two of their younger players that are really depending on that are emerging. Max Crosby just continues to generate pressure. He had two and a half sacks. And they really got a plan with Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs, he has game-altering speed. This guy could stretch the field. It seems like Carr's having more and more trusted him. And you saw it today. He had multiple 40-yard plays. And when you have a threat like that, especially in that offense where it's really just a bunch of possession receivers and down Waller, they need Ruggs to be that true vertical threat that could stretch the field. And he's continuing to do a good job. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing his progress because I just don't think him and Gruden really gelled. So now who knows? Because I think at this point they're going to put the offense in Carr's hands. Mm. You know, given situations like, all right, we trust you. You've been here for how many years? Like six years. So, you know, just take the initiative. So, um, it, it, yeah, it was definitely an encouraging moment. And, you know, just to win in Denver in a convincing fashion like that because, oh, I can't imagine being in that organization right now because they're, they're just – it's just you're walking around with so much tension after what's going. You keep hearing about these reports. But um, I think 
led by Derek Carr. You know, you 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 uh, you told me about what Chris Carter said about the type of locker room they have. Yeah, and you know, we think about you know the type of players they have with um, Nassib and like on uh, Max Crosby, Darren yeah. Waller. Right. They actually spoke about it. There was a hell of an interview on Blue Wire. Um, Darren Waller was at the Wind Studio with Carl Nassib, and that was the first real time that Carl Nassib has spoke on a public forum outside of answering questions and stuff. I think he did an interview with Steve Smith, I think for NFL Network. That was one thing I saw. Yeah. Yeah. He, he talked about uh, from bagging groceries, dealing with addiction to now being a star tight end. Oh, yeah. oh no. I was talking about Carl Nassib. Oh, so my apologies. Dar- I'm talking yeah, about Darren Waller. Yeah. Oh, Darren Waller yeah. ha- does a show with someone else on Blue Wire. I apologize right, right. right now. Yeah. His name is escaping me. But they were at the win, and I saw Blue Wire was promoting it, and I saw it, and it was a really cool conversation, man. And it was uh, Carl Nassib said it was the first time that he's done a interview podcast thing since coming out. Nice. And you see just like the rapport between the two of them, and yeah, Chris Carter on Upsets and Underdogs was talking about the culture that the Raiders have built. Max Crosby battled addiction. Darren Waller battled addiction. Carl Nassib being the first openly gay player in the NFL. And you have these guys in there, and it, they've built a community. They've built a family. Right. And I think that really showed today. Mm-hmm. And Derek Carr, man, for as much as you might not like him as a quarterback, I've always liked Derek Carr. Yeah. I feel as if he's in that Tannehill, Kirk Cousins tier, but I would I would start with him. I would say he's definitely better than Cousins. I, I put I put Cousins that I put Tannehill and Carr above Cousins. I'm I just I'm off on Kirk Cousins, but like I agree with I think Derek Carr is like fringe top 10 he's like in that 12 to 13 range yeah yeah because look and, he, and i feel like he's always been that i mean the past few years because remember he had a rough stretch what was it 18 mm-hmm. I, I think 19 started picking up with ironically grew novel people like helped him get the the best out of him but i just i'd stick with Carr. it's just a matter of him we saw in the Chargers game just he has to be able to play better when uh, under adversity when he's getting hit it just seems like he kind of folds but you know, when he's able to play a lead and he's 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 one of those sneaky athletic quarterbacks by the way we, you know we you know we hate that term yeah, yeah. but uh he's someone that can move even sneaky though, athletic yeah like, token white dude he, 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 <laughs> he, he can move though he can move and and uh it's just weird like the raiders they don't really have much star power offensively outside of waller but look if rose continues to emerge they figure out how ways to use drake jacobs gotta get him healthy he's i think he's starting to find his flow uh, Raiders are going to compete. Oh, game winner. C- that's CD. CD Lamb, baby. Wow. And you know what the best part of this is? Lamb is going to be trending on Twitter, and I'm going to be excited. Is that always a thing? It's always a thing, man. Anytime the e- Cowboys e- play. E- even, if, even if like he scores a 50-yard touch on the Giants like he did last week? No, nah, I'm saying like oh. it's it's going to be – he'll be trending, and I'll just see I Lamb know. as trending. No, but do you even get excited if he does that against the Giants and he's trending? When they're 1-5, bro, I, it, I don't it, it don't matter. It don't matter. It doesn't even, like, I stacked that game last week, all Cowboys. Like, at this point, I used to not draft NFC East players in fantasy. I see, you can't. You until, can't, like, you can't 2017. Move like you can't move like that. And then when shit was, like, really bad, I was like, you know what? I'm trying to win some money. I think, I think I did that in 2007. I was like, I'm not drafting Drew Brees or any Saints players. And I'm just like, yo, they're breaking records right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we, you kind of got to draft Drew Brees at some point. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, if you want to just quickly touch on Dallas, like, I think what's most encouraging, like I think to me, Kellen Moore is going to be like the hottest candidate when it comes to coaching. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, I see some team jumping on Cleveland. You know, it's funny. Like, there's been a discussion. Like, is, Dallas might be one of the first teams ever where the offensive and defensive coordinator are probably more liked than the head coach. Like, they probably would rather want a Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn than Mike McCarthy as a coach, which is kind of a hilarious discussion when you think about. But salute to Dallas. Like, there was a lot of questions about them going to year, but I think – you know, that playing at elite level and Dan Quinn moving away from that traditional cover three Pete Garrow scheme. And now he's being more aggressive. Like things are really moving in the right direction for Dallas. And, you know, I, like, I still think if you want to rank the top five, I think they are probably the fifth out of the five NFC teams. But if the way Dak's playing, if they could run the ball successfully and you know, Gallup's going to get healthy, like they could beat anyone. Absolutely. They're legit, man. They're mm-hmm. legit. Our only concerns for them was their defense, and their defense is balling. Parsons is a like he's a game changer for them. That dude was gonna. I was telling Ahmed this today. We were at the field, mm-hmm. and he was saying how his favorite player on the Cowboys is Parsons. And I was telling him, coming out of Penn State, the only way that guy was not going to be good in the NFL is if he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Dude is so versatile. I felt the same way about Isaiah Simmons when he came out last year, mm-hmm. and now he's starting to actually right. play well. Because they didn't know exactly how to use him. Remember yeah, Isaiah yeah. Simmons, that big thing that everyone loved was he played over 150 different positions. Right. Uh, sorry, he played 150 snaps at like five different positions. Right, like linebacker. It was linebacker, safety, DN, safety, rusher, nickel. Yeah. It was all over the place. But right. now they finally say, you know what? You can't do that in the NFL right. now. Let's stick you to one spot. Move around you a little bit. Yeah, but primarily you you'll be here. Yeah. Dallas is legit, man. And their offense was not the issue. We didn't think their offense was going to be the issue as long as Dak was going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. In fact, that both Tyron Smith and Zach Martin have been healthy. That's not like, yeah. We're talking about two of the best players at their respective positions. We can have two elite offensive linemen. That just sets you apart. And then going to get Lyle Collins back at some point. You know, Terrence Steele has been very good at right tackle. Man, he is massive. But I, I just like the way they're operating. I think Kellen Moore, he's somebody, if your team, whether it's going to be well, I'm thinking of teams that are gonna have not gonna have a head coach. I'm thinking I did say Jacksonville immediately. Like there's just no way Urban Meyer is gonna be back. But if you're a team like Jacksonville or I don't know, maybe Denver. As much as I like Vic Fangio, I think this seat's gonna get hot even more after this. Like I think you gotta look at Kellen Moore. And I also want to mention, man, he had two sacks. Like Randy Gregory. You know, last year was Alden Smith. Now it's Randy Gregory. Like Dallas, if you're a defensive lineman that's gone through some turmoil, go there. Like. Just do your thing there because Dallas will give you opportunities if you're talented enough. And Randy Gregory, oof, just bullying tackles day, both on the left and right side. Are you uh, – what do you think of this Monday Night Football game, man? Previewing it just a little bit because this is going to go up very – it's going to go up right now. Okay. So, Buffalo. Look, you know I'm pro-Titans, but, man, I it's very hard. I'm – it's very hard to see how they're going to compete with Buffalo. Yeah. It's given how Buffalo's moving offensively. And look, their, defense, their defense, they only blitzed Mahomes one time last Sunday night. And they pretty much had a perfect performance. And just with Tennessee, given that A.J. Brown's on a snap count for like another month, Julio hasn't played since week four. Unless Derrick Henry runs for 200 yards, I just I don't see how Tennessee's going to hang with Buffalo. Because Tennessee, there's nothing about their defense that suggests they're stopping Josh Allen. You know, it's crazy. People are talking about, oh, Josh Allen's been kind of racked to start the season. <sighs> Dude, he was firing bombs last week. Mm-hmm. And Dawson Knox, I don't know where he came from. But he he's, who, who, I don't know who he reminds you of. Like, when is the last time you've seen a tight end, like, could be this much of a vertical threat? 
Like, what tight end? Like, Jermichael you know, Finley? You know, I saw something crazy, and I know it's because he scored more touchdowns, but it was still pretty comical to me. Yeah. He scored more PPR points than Stephon Diggs this year. And think about it. Buffalo's <sighs> doing this, I know. and Diggs hasn't gone crazy yet. Dude not, led the yeah. league in receiving yards yeah. last year. He's so, only had one 100-yard game, and that was against Houston. Yeah. yeah. And But look, that chemistry with Sanders is big. Cole Beasley's always going to do his thing. Like Gabriel Davis is another one that hasn't really. But, you know, because the Bills' offense is so talented, and then they have playmakers everywhere. You know what's really emerged is Zach Moss. Now mm. they have a true running back. And this guy's yep. just running over people. He's actually having – he's making contributions in the passing game as well. Nice check down option. So they're kind of like – I compare them to Arizona where they literally have six, seven players that could make a big play at any time when you think about it. Like you look at what they could do five wide with Knox as the tight end. Then you have Diggs, Beasley, Sanders, Davis, and then you have the backfield, the duo with Singletary and Moss. Like they, they're they're very reminiscent of Arizona in a way with how their skill position players are. So, um, like I said, unless Derrick Henry has won those games where Tennessee can control the ball for thirty five minutes, that's what Tennessee has to do in this game. They gotta have the ball minimum 32 minutes to have a chance this well and otherwise buffalo to me is going to score over 35 points and they're going to be in full control well what do you think what do you like you, you like in buffalo yeah it's it's hard not to you're you're they, well they you're really, all you've you're kind of off tennessee you've been off tennessee for like since july i've, I've been <laughs> off tennessee for like two years now <laughs> Shame on you, Ben. Though, though in, <laughs> yo, though in 2019, come on, I told I was I was the only one picking them against the Pats and the Ravens. Remember the oh, playoffs? Hold on, we both had them against the Pats. Okay, against the Ravens. Ravens. Wait, you like, had them against the Ravens? Yeah, bro. I did the I did the AFC bracket challenge thing on NFL.com. I was the only one. I okay, bet the money you were absolutely both. the only one on the Ravens. Yes, yes. But, but Pats, Pats, there were, yeah, there Pats, were some okay. people because we knew the Pats' the offense was. Yeah, no, it's not it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. But, but yeah, you had man. the Ravens. All right, yo, I don't. The Titans, like, and it sucks because they got the weapons now. I don't know what Julio's status is, but. No, he's playing. It's just, I think, it's just, they haven't found much rhythm because they haven't been on the field. Mm. Like, think about it. Like, they've been on the field together for, what, two, three weeks? And as much as I love A.J. Brown, there is a concern about him health-wise. Like, he's been banged up a lot over the course of his career. And that's a bit of a troubling sign for a young player, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. And the offensive line's been shaky, too. So... Oh, and look, some of it probably has also to do with not having Arthur Smith because you don't see them having the same success with play action. You don't really see them clicking that much in the red zone. So, like, at this point, I think Tennessee, if they're going to succeed, it's going to be off the backs of their star players because that trio you, that trio still commands respect. It's just a matter of that trio is now going to have to start taking over games. They're going to have, like, Julio, what he did at Seattle is going to have to happen. Derrick Henry, too, like, Basically, they're going to have to have a repeat of performance what happened with Seattle, where Henry has like 180 yards, three touchdowns, Julio has 100 yards, and ten, and they don't turn the ball over. Because if they turn the ball over, you can't give this Buffalo team extra possessions. It's just, it's going to be a nightmare. So I'm excited for it. Buffalo's must-watch Tennessee. You know I'm always pro-Tennessee. But I think Buffalo, this is going to be – I can see it getting ugly. Yeah, I can see it getting ugly too. You're going to need to do the thing that – You've been doing with uh, with Derrick Henry. Just keep running them. Keep that offense off the field. Remember, this is a rematch of that wacky COVID game last year. I feel like the Bills had a lot of wacky COVID games. They did, yeah. And ironically, and despite Chiefs- that, and despite that, they went thirteen and three last year. You know, one thing I was talking about in the preseason show, if you if you remember this, you could have made a legitimate case that Buffalo, their losses last year, 
not that they would go undefeated. Mm-hmm. All those losses had a valid reason for it being a loss, not an excuse. I think there's reasons and there's excuses. Who, the yeah. Hail Mary, oh, which is a... Dude, that's a once in a lifetime. <laughs> what, yeah, right? The Hail Mary, the Chiefs game that got moved because of COVID. Yeah, and it was Jets. And then it was the Titans game that got moved because of COVID. Oh, I was thinking of some garbage time game against the Jets. So both yeah. of those, all of those losses, yeah. like this team is really, really good, man. And and I had I had Rams Bills from the preseason show on in the Super Bowl, and it was funny because I was all in on the Chiefs last week. Yeah, I was about to say like you were talking. Yeah, and and yo, shouts to J Dub, shouts to my guy Nick from Buffalo, shouts to uh, Ryan Pisner. My guy, they were letting me have it, Alan, in the Discord. They're like, yo, bro, what's good with you? You got to be down with the 716. That's the real six, not Toronto. <laughs> the 716, baby. We're out here. They, and look, they've just they've built a great roster. Like, their, their draft picks, like, they went heavy D-line. And even though they don't have too many big names defensively, they're creating pressure. And, and um, like, they're frustrating teams. Like, it was crazy to see, like, Mahomes couldn't get things going last week. So... Look, I think McDermott's been one of the most not underappreciated, but I feel like he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. And you know, we talk about future candidates like Brian Dable. That's another guy he's gonna yeah. get higher yeah. too. So, so yeah, I'm, no, you make an excellent point. And I just think Buffalo right now they gotta be on track, number one seed, especially with the, the state of that division, like the AFC East. What a mess, <laughs> like, bro! Like Buffalo's coast. Well, I was I was talking about it last week. How right now, for as much as I want Herbert to happen, right now I would bet on Josh Allen to win MVP because that schedule, dude, is a layup the rest of the way. And and their hard game Mm -hmm. is in Tampa Bay, who he might throw four hundred fifty yards against them because that defense is so bad. Sherman, they brought off the couch and he got hurt, so he can't move. He can't move. So they're they're firing on all cylinders, man. They really might go fifteen and two. They really, they really might. Wow. I think this team is, they're just a prop. Mm-hmm. And the, the only real loss I see on their schedule is that that game in, in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. But Buffalo's no slouch to go in there. They could definitely win that game. So mm-hmm. I'm really pumped for this Monday night game. I really am. Right. Hopefully it's not, because I remember you were really pumped for Raiders Chargers. And it, it had its moments, but I feel like it didn't quite hit the... The they had the, they came back. Yeah. They they had the the, the comeback there, right. um, and they made it a, a closer game. But yeah, man, it's I needed I, the Manning cast back. I know week seven. So next week I'll be back. Isn't that game like Steelers? I just know it's I know there's some bad quarterbacks. Yo, I and mean, I feel like Peyton Manning has no time for bad quarterback play. I mean, we're about to step out of this room and watch that Sunday night football game. It's gonna be Geno Smith and Big Ben. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Geno. Oh my god, what a nightmare. Dude. Hey, Gino, the man who ended the streak. The man who yeah. No, 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 no. Ben McAdoo (laughs) ended the streak. All right. Let's get let's not get it twisted. Yeah, Alan, are you working on anything with the Focaholic? I saw you posted Uh, some stuff recently. Oh yeah, me my buddy Aaron. We did like a like this review of the because when it's a bye week, you try to like recap the season. We try to do like awards, moments and all that. But uh, hopefully things keep soon. It's weird. The Falcons have a very light schedule. There haven't been too many big time games. Like they play Miami coming up, which they might win. Like they might actually hit 500 at this point. But uh, as of now, I think uh, might be because he's obviously a talk of talent. I'd probably do something with Kyle Pitts. I want to 
take a deep dive into his tape because man you want to talk about probably the best thing the, the if you want to look at the past two weeks the best thing england has seen football wise you would have to say is kyle pitts yeah <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll go i'll, I'll probably have to do something with the unicorn uh, it was great to see him do his thing albeit against the jets it'd be nice if they could keep that up with him yeah be really nice where can they find you alan stark a-l-l-e-n-s-t-r-k at Nick Deus 10 is where you can find me. Check out the Eastern Conference NBA preview show if you haven't already. And you can find the Western Conference preview show up now on the Patreon. As well as next week's episode with Dylan. Where we do green, green flag, red flag for sports stuff, relationships, life, going to private school. You were a private school kid, right? This is very true. Oh, man. I wore my uniform. We uh, <laughs> we cut some promos on private schools. Yeah, <laughs> can, can I just say one thing? Yeah. Any any time Dylan is on an episode, it is must 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 watch. <laughs> oh, listen, anything. Just make sure Dylan is guaranteed entertainment, especially you give him on just general conversation like this. If you give Dylan a mic and let him just rip ass on things. Yo, just to give away one thing, we were talking about like what are what are bad sports red flags, and he's like, yo. When they listen athlete day to day, he's like, yo, that's the worst because you don't know. He's like, yo, they listened Kyrie day to day with his shoulder. We didn't see him for six weeks. And I was like, bro, what about in hockey? In hockey, they, they don't even give you like arm injury or knee or ankle. It's upper or lower body. And that could be anything, bro. Upper is on the belly button up. Concussion, shoulder, collarbone. Nope. Upper lower, baby. That's it. That's the he makes a very valid point. Yo, day to day, day to day is might be the biggest red flag in sports. Guys, at Veterans Minimum, follow, like, subscribe, tell your friends, your family, your cousins, your girlfriends, your brothers, your animals, anyone that can download the pod, tell them. Catch you next time.